you this morning that we are able to stand before your people and minister your word so that, God, we might be uh, better as a result of this divine bread that you're feeding us today. We ask, Father God, that, Lord, that you would again speak to my lips, that, Father God, I would not speak anything that is contrary to that which is found in sound doctrine. But as, God, we focus our faith on you and we are battle-tested, that, God, you continue to remind us and build us up where the enemy would try to tear us down. We thank you, Father God, that your people, may your people be edified, may you be glorified. And Father, we thank you, little God, that the enemy is horrified on this morning. For God, we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We'll launch off from Ephesians chapter 6, and I'll have you take your seats in a minute. How many of y'all know that the enemy is after your faith? Amen. Amen. Your enemy is after your faith. Amen. He knows if he can attack your faith and if he can even get your faith off its divine focus, that that's half the battle won because he'll make you believe the lie that you can never overcome. But I believe that the scripture says, let God be true and every man and woman be what? A lie. So this morning, as we talk about this battle focused faith, again, I'm going to rehearse in your hearing the 10 T's that are required for battle focused faith. And then we're going to talk a little bit about them and then let you go home. Amen. Ephesians chapter six, starting at the verse 10 through verse uh, 17 and I'll actually verse 18. And when you have it, say amen. amen. I'll be reading from the New King James version of the Bible. It says, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How many of y'all know there is an enemy? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood or against humans, all right, but against principalities and powers, spiritual beings, against powers, against rulers of the dark age of uh, darkness of this age, against spiritual host in heaven or a host of wickedness in where? Heavenly places. Therefore, take up to you the whole armor of God. Say the whole armor. That you may be able to watch this, that you be that you may be able to withstand against the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And then verse 14, 14 says, stand, therefore, having your having your waist girded about with what? And then having the breastplate of what? In verse 15, he says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of what? And verse 16, he says, and above all, if you don't have nothing else right now, all right, above all, comma, taking the shield of what? Taking the shield of what? Taking the shield of what? Because how many know faith will shield you? Taking the shield of faith, which, watch this, with which you will be able to quench some of them. All of the fiery darts of the wicked one. And I love verse 17. He says, and take unto you the helmet or the hat of what? Salvation. Look at somebody say, get it, in your, get it on your head. Look at somebody say, put it on your head. Because that's where the devil attacks you first is in your mind. Amen. God, God bless the saints coming on in. He says that again, verse 17, and take to, to you the helmet of salvation or soteria. All right. And the sword of the spirit, and he defines what the sword of the spirit is. He says it's what? The word of God. Look at somebody say, do you have the word of God? Say, so you, so you can get it on the phone. Tell them you can get it on. Hey, hey, amen. Say, so you can get it in on the Google, tablet. You can get it in church. Okay. 
Let's keep on going. I want to get you out here at a good time. Amen. Amen. It says, and take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Not only protect your head, but get you something to fight with. <laughs> Which is the word of God. Does it, does it say the word of God? Does it say your feelings? Amen. Although feelings are necessary, but it says take you to sword of spirit. Okay, all right, all right, word of God. Keep on going. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the what? Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all what? Perseverance and supplication for what? All the saints. If you would, in unison and very loudly, would you read verse? Let me see if I want y'all to read all that. Y'all don't need to read all that. Read verse 13. Ready? Read. Come on. That you may be able to stand in your evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. Look at somebody say, stand. stand. But now it's time to sit down. Thank you, Jesus. Go, you have a seat. <laughs> I mean, because come on, watch this. The devil, he's mad at this message right now. You know why? Because, you know, the, the time has come when you are done with trying to struggle through life. Amen. The time has come when we're so done. It's just like you were done standing. You sat down. It's just like that. How many of y'all are done with that struggle of life? Amen. Don't get it twisted. Now, struggles make us strong. Right. But as God's people, God says there's a way that we can struggle that that is unlike the world. And that is, watch this, when our faith is battle focused. Look at somebody say, my faith and your faith must be battle focused. I want to talk to you again about these five T's about battle focused faith, because we recognize that the enemy is always trying to target God's people. And he's not necessarily after us physically, but he's after our faith or our belief system. And how many know people live out what they believe? Remember what Jesus told Peter. He says, Satan desires to sift you and do what? Tear you down as wheat. How many know there is an enemy that wants to tear you down? Amen. 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 And, 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 and it's not the enemy. I know many of us look to the left or to the right or, or on our jobs, and we may think that that person is the enemy. Right. Let me take this off because this is rattling. Can I, can I get it? Thank you, babe. Appreciate you. We may think that that person is the enemy, and that person is not the enemy. And this is what Paul was referring to. And he says, you know what? Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand and withstand the evil day. He says, and again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and power. So there is a force, if I could put it this way. <laughs> there is a force that's trying to go against your faith. And many times it's a force you can't see, but I know it's a force you can feel. Ain't nobody talking Amen. to me right now. Amen. Just like people say, I don't believe in God because I can't see him. Ain't about what you can see, but I know I can feel him. You can't see the wind, but you can feel it. Am I losing a you can and I don't mean to be I don't mean to be blunt, but you can't you can't see a fart, but you can look at somebody say, what that well, look at somebody say, was that you? Is that you? No, I'm missing. All right. 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 There is an indicate. Did I? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gross anybody out. I'm sorry. Ain't none of y'all fart. Just pastor. I got it. I got it. Just to say the unsaved people don't fart. I mean, they, they're the only ones that fart. But the reality is that what's watch this. Whatever's on the inside will give indications to what's on the outside. 
And when you talk about we're walking by faith and not by sight, people will begin to see, watch this, what you actually believe. Amen. Am I losing anybody? So this is why Paul says, don't don't focus your entire attention trying to wrestle with somebody that you can see. Or things that you can see. Because what will happen is you will try to use human ingenuity or human might to try to tackle spiritual principles. I'm preaching better than you shouting. And many of us are struggling beyond our measure because we are trying to tackle the things of life in our own strength. In our own might. Right. And God is reminding us here in Ephesians or God, uh, God, God through Paul is reminding us in Ephesians that, listen, guys, Ephesians is a power packed book. And what it does is it shows people, watch this, their true riches. And what he did is he said, I need to address this Ephesians church because they're really ignorant of the wealth that they possess. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because but uh, how many know, though, in order to get something or something that's worthy to get, if I can say it right, the right way, it's worthy of the fight. Amen. If you if you feel that your relationship is worthy, how many know you'll fight for it? That's right. Can I get a stringer? If you feel your house is worthy, how many know you'll fight for it? If you feel your children are worthy, how many know you'll let somebody mess with your children at school? Some of y'all are like, you know what? I know I'm saved, sanctified, the Holy Ghost filled, but somebody finna get their hands laid on right now. You know why? Because they messed with something that was valuable to you. And you said, and, and you said, you said, come hell or high water, I'm using this for an example, and I'm going to show you how your emotions also can play a part in your focus or your battle faith. Amen. We don't want to throw it away. Because when somebody, like she just gave me a story this morning, somebody was messing with my baby girl, it made, it, it, it made, it made the champion in me really rise up. Do I need to go over there right now? School ain't even in session, and I want to go over there right now. Where he live at? Where he, I'll, I'll roll up. Am I boring anybody this morning? I'm going to get you out of here. The reason I say that, because, again, when we know that there's something valuable, watch this. We don't just lay down and let anybody or anything take it. How many know your faith is valuable? Come on. How many know your faith is valuable? But some of us are very lethargic when it comes to our faith walk. Oh, come on now. We just let the devil punch us upside the head, steal on us and do whatever he want to do. What kind of man would I be if I say, come on in and just rob my house? Uh, here's the TV and my wife is sleeping right there. What kind of man would I really be? What'd you say? Would you? Hey, hey, Robert, take her too, please. Take her first. I would be a what? I would be a what? You think I would be a punk because I let and I said she was valuable. But I let a thief come in and steal, kill and destroy. Without fighting. Some of y'all ladies, don't get it twisted. Y'all ain't no punks neither. Let somebody mess with your man. Shoot. You will take every bit of armor to whoop somebody's tail. Can I get a stronger amen? Now, if he, if he ain't about nothing or she ain't about nothing, you know what? Take him. Am I talking to anybody? What I'm trying to get you to see is that when you watch this, when your faith or what you believe in why, is focused on winning this fight, you will let nothing deter you from what God has for you. Man, if I got if I got to take some bumps and bruises, doc, when you come into my crib now, watch this. You may come one way, but you ain't going to leave. 
I might get some scrapes and scuts. And scuts. I might get scuts. I might get some scuts, right? Or some cuts. But the reality is, someone will know without a shadow of a doubt that I've been in a fight for what I believe in. Oh, come on now. Do, will someone know about you that you've been in a fight for your faith? Some of us, we just lay down and just let the devil punk us. Look at somebody say, he ain't talking about me, though. He ain't talking about me. All right. So Paul is reminding us and he's letting us know that, again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No matter what we go through, saints, no matter what's popping off this year, we have to have our, our faith battle focused. In the military, we have what is called battle focused training. And what that battle focused training, I spent 22 years in the infantry. And what that what that battle focused training means is that what we do in peacetime is what we're going to do in wartime. Amen. It means that what, how we train in peacetime uh-huh. is how we're going to respond in wartime. Amen. Amen. It means that how we train when everything is good is how we're going to fight when everything is not good. Are y'all feeling me so far? It's like an athlete. How you train on the court is how you're going you're gonna to perform when the last shot needs to be taken. Are you going to back down? Are you going to tuck tail and run? No, it's like Michael Jordan used to say, I practiced that last shot maybe 10,000 times with nobody ever seeing it. But all everybody saw is, here comes Kobe, here comes Michael with that last shot. He took that last shot and he made it look so effortless. He took that last shot, he made it look so Easy. It looked effortless. It's kind of like us. Many times people don't know what you go through in the dark, in your bedroom, and you practice in your faith. God, I'm cussing. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to know. Okay, God, when I get out here, they're like, how are you paying your bills like that? How you you make it look so easy? But what they don't realize is what you did in peacetime or in the dark. It's how you was going to perform when the fight raged on. Am I boring anybody this morning? Look at somebody say, my faith. I'm sorry, tell them your faith. Must be battle focused. It must be battle focused. Not, watch this, not religious focused. Not just church focused. Because, you know, you got a lot of folks in church whose faith is out of focus. Come on, don't, don't, please don't shout me down and I'll start preaching good. I only got 45 more minutes with you. And the, rea- the reality of this is, is because of God, if we're not careful, the devil does not mind us living a life out of focus. But when you get your focus on, watch this, you'll recognize that no matter what's coming against you, you already have that victory. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody again. No, just say this with me. My faith, My faith. must be battle focused. So when we say your faith must be battle focused, we're saying what you do in peacetime is how you could perform in wartime. It's kind of like if you get a flat, how many of you ever driven a car before and you had a flat tire? Right? When you get the flat tire, if you don't know where the tire is or the spare, now you're on the side of the road talking about looking in the glove box. Looking in the glove box. I don't know where that tire is. Now, it sounds ridiculous, right? 
But that's the same thing how people do. They only, watch this, they only go to the emergency kit in an emergency, and sometimes it's not there. Or they have trouble finding it. But when, when the rubber meets the road, when the rubber meets the road, I got to know what that spare tire is. So when I get a flat, no problem. I already know what to do. And if I don't know what to do, there's some instructions in the glove box. She said, she said AAA to, to show me what to do. Amen. So again, I want you to see, I want you to see this. It says victory must be established in the mind at the beginning of the battle and assured that it will be revealed at the end of the fight. This is me in Bosnia when I was away from my girlfriend for 10 months. 10 months. 10 long months. I was in a battle of my life. I couldn't wait to get back to my wife. I'm out there in the bush fighting the enemy, fighting bugs, fighting the elements. But I was thinking, oh, I can't wait to get back to my wife. Keep on going back. No. Yeah, get, she said, get out of there because you're going to close this message down. But anyway, victory, watch this victory. I had to establish, watch this victory at the beginning of my deployment or at the beginning of the fight. I'm going to make it through this thing. I don't come hell or high water. I'm going to make it through this. And sure, I'm going to have to go through some things. But I'll realize that, watch this, I will be assured that my victory will be revealed at the what? End of the fight. I don't want to destroy nobody's, I don't want to destroy nobody's uh, book. But how many know at the end of the book, we what? At the end of this book, we do what? So, spoiler alert, we win. Amen? So, God, God wants to talk to us. I love 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I mean 20, verse 17. He's talking to Jehoshaphat. And he says, I, this is what I need you to do, Jehoshaphat, because I know you're coming up against some things. And he says, but I need what you to do is go out there and take your position. And I need you to watch this. Stand still and watch whose victory? The Lord's victory. He is with you, old people of Real Life Christian Center. He is with you, old people of Real Life Christian Center. He is with us, old people of Real Life Christian Center. And I like this. Don't be scared or discouraged. How <laughs> many know if somebody's picking on you? Somebody's picking on you, your son? He says, come, come here, son. Let me use you for an example. Boy, give me them braids. <laughs> Somebody, come on, Josiah. He, let, this, let this boy come home and say, somebody was picking on me at school. Somebody is picking on him at school. So then he go home and he, come on, son. I mean, uh, sir, since, since this is, your, this is your, 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 your son, big guy right here, look at him. Right. So he go home and he tells somebody who he know can handle it or he's got faith in his ability to take care. The son or the child has faith in the father to take care of some business. So the, the son was a little afraid of the bully or whoever King Darius. But King Darius had enough faith or wherewithal to say, you know what? I'm going to wait till I can pray to my dad. Right, 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 right. 
and I'm going to go and tell my daddy what I'm going through. This is what was happening with Jehoshaphat. He said, we don't have no power to get against all of this stuff. He, am I born in y'all? He said, we don't have no power against all this stuff. He says, but my eyes are on you. This is Jehoshaphat talking to his father. I don't have no power against the bully. I can't do it in my own might. I could, but I get beat up every time. I get defeated every time. I get suspended. No, no, you ain't going to tell your business. Every time. And that's what happens with all many of us. We try to ha- come on, come on back over here, son. Can I preach this? We try to handle the business in our own might, in our own strength, trying to uppercut the devil. And don't get it twisted. We get a few blows in there, and the devil think all oh, day, or we make, or the devil make us think we good. And then a bigger challenge come out, and, and, and Darius, now all of a sudden he's fighting in his own might, but his strength starts to wear out. This is how we do in life. Oh, come on, you better. Um, this is what we do in life. We try to handle things in our own strength, our own theology, our own heart, our own. And all this time, we got a daddy right there. And, and I bet you, I, I, can, am I born anybody? All this time, I can, I, can, I can promise you, because the daddy loves the child, that he's thinking, how come this child didn't come to me all the time? How come this child didn't just come ask me for help? How come this child didn't just look to me, to, to the hills from which he'll come and say, how come this child has been out there on his own trying to fight that battle all by himself? Watch this. And even a good father would go, you know what? I know he needs to learn his lesson, but there are some things he don't have to fight for himself. Just take your position. Am I boring anybody? So watch this. Watch this. So he goes. He says, Dad, Dad. They, they say, Dad, they, they, they trying to mess with me at school. Say it. No, louder like that. Like you scared. Dad, they trying to mess with me at school. Dad, they trying to mess with me at school. Now watch this. He afraid. But then when he go tell Dad what's popping off, Dad gives him a word. Or he gives him a promise. I tell you what. I will be up there with you. I will be in the fight with you. I'm not just going to send you out there to go. What'd you say? I will beat her. Come hell up. I will beat her. You know why? Because somebody's or something is picking on something that's valuable to me. And it's trying to mess with his faith. I mean, what kind of father would he be to just let anybody and anything just beat up on his son? I, he would be a capital P U N K. Would you agree? I agree. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, gotta, gotta go. I even gotta, I gotta get off this scripture because it'll be in there all day. So he says, "This is what Jehoshaphat was doing." He says, "Dad, we don't know what to do, but my eyes on you." And so he says, "Just the word of God came to the the kids or the the people of faith." He says, "Just take your position, and then I want you to stand still and see the salvation." Now watch this. 
when he, when he went back to school with his daddy behind him, right. going to be with him. Now he's now he now he now he George Jefferson. Where you at? Where you at? Watch this. Why? How? How? That's not the right terminology. Now he can display some confidence. Now he can watch this, and it's not in him. He just knows who's. And let's just say, I, I, go back over there real quick. Just go right there. Come over here. Come over here. You stay on, stand over there, right there. Just stand over by that thing over there somewhere. So now he go to the school. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna get y'all here again. But he go to the school, and he and Dad already says, "I'm gonna be with you." You going up to that school, right? So he walks into the classroom, and can you play the bully real quick? Come here, bully. You be. So now he walks into the school, and he sees the bully, but the. I tell you what, just go over there in, in that hallway right there. Just be in that hallway right, right there, right there. Come, come so you can see just a little bit right there. Oh, my goodness. Look at somebody say, my faith, my faith. must be battle focused. So watch this. He say, Daddy, I'm going through whatever I'm going through. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. But his daddy says, I'm going to that school. I'm going to be with you. But watch this. Now, he gets in that classroom, and it seems like he's by himself. He gets in that arena, and it seems like he don't have no one with him. Oh, come on now. And the enemy would like him to believe that he's all by himself. But little did he know that there was something that he knew that he didn't know. And now, and now, Jay, what's your name? Josiah, he can step with some George jo Washington, George Jefferson confidence, swagger. You know why? Because even though the enemy, or even though he doesn't necessarily see his father, he knows his father is there. Yes. Amen. Go, on, go ahead and get with your son. And then let the daddy walk in the room. Let, let dad walk in the room. You see how his head just. Now, watch this. Do you believe that now he believes he can take on any giant, anything, any situation? Because even if he takes some bruises, who's there with him? And his dad ain't going to let him get beat all the way down. Now here, come on now, teach him to fight. Let him get a little bruises. He get a little knock. But when you you start trying to break my son's neck, just like that thing on the that that wrestler, that wrestling father on the news. Y'all saw that on the news. That's why that dad leaped out the stands and tackled that other wrestler. Cause that boy trying to break my son's neck. I'm, I should be preaching the Bible. I should be preaching the Bible. And Jesus went, and thou with saith. Oh, I shouldn't do that. And thou with knoweth that you with. No, no, no. I'm in a fight. I need some help. God, now I know you are with me. And all I got to do is take my position. And I got to stand still and watch the enemy crumble.
If you receive that, give the Lord a hand pray. Come on, y'all can, you can have, have a, have, go ahead and have a seat. Oh, my goodness. Thank y'all for helping me in the, in the drama department. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to build you up because I, really, I, want you, I want you to recognize that the enemy has been bombarding a lot of people with a lot of religious thinking, thinking, yeah. and making them to think that they are not victorious when you are already, already victorious, victorious, that you are not the head when you are already the head, when you're not a champion when you are already a champion. But many of us are fighting, or watch this, we're approaching life like the chump instead of the champ. Amen. How, do you spell ch how do you spell champ? C-H-A-M-P. How do you spell chump? C-H-U-M-P. So you know the difference between a champ and a chump? Right. It's the U in the middle. Look, it's, <laughs> look at somebody and ask them, say, you ain't no chump, is you? That's, is, isn't that the difference? It's the U in the middle, right? And many of us, watch this, many of us are not approaching life with the A in the middle. I'm talking about the Almighty. I'm talking about the Alpha and the Omega. I'm talking about the beginning and the end. But you know what we're trying to fight this with? You. Ourselves. Oh my goodness, I'm preaching better than you shouting. And so God says, let's get this faith back on focus. Let's get you out of the middle and let me put me back in that eight. Oh my goodness. I like this. Paul says, you must therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no one engaged in warfare, watch this, entangles him or herself with the affairs of this life. In other words, you don't get tripped up off of everything in life when you're faith focused. Oh, come on now. You don't just click on everything on Facebook. I said one more time. Some stuff, you, you know what, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not going to get wrapped up into that. My faith is focused. Because if I get entangled in that, oh, come on. Have you, ever, ever, have you ever had an argument with somebody who was so ignorant that it made you mad that you even got into the argument? Am I by myself? It's like, why am I wasting my words on you? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm by myself. Some stuff you just don't argue with no fools. Some stuff we just don't get entangled with. Not if you faith focus. Oh my goodness. Oh my, am I boring y'all? He says, watch this. No one, how many T's did I say I'm gonna give you? Five. I'm gonna give you five. Shut up. Okay. He says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he or she, watch this, may please him or that has enlisted him as a soldier. I'm not a physical soldier. If you save, you a soldier. You are in the army of the Lord. Amen. I love this, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse uh, 3 and 4 in the Passion Version. He says, overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of the anointed one. I can go, I can step to that school and that bully as a victorious soldier. Because I got somebody with me. And I love this. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of the world. Oh my goodness, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting today, but that's all right. Hallelujah. Tell them, look at somebody say, I'm divorcing myself from distractions of this world. So I got divorce papers in hand right now. Some of us get out of church and we get married to distractions. 
we go back and get in relationship with distractions. Oh, don't shout me down when I start preaching good. I'm sorry. Let me go back to the Bible. Jesus wept. And you know why he wept? Because folks was distracted. We must divorce ourselves from the distractions of the world. All of us get distracted. But we must divorce ourselves from the distractions of this world. I love this. So that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. Who chose you? Who chose you? Did mama choose you? No. Did daddy choose you? No. Did the husband choose you? No. God chose me. And so I can't allow myself to get distracted or better yet, I can't allow my faith to get distracted off of what? Warning, this message may offend some people. Warning, this message may cause you to grow up. Warning, this message may cause you to mature in your faith. <laughs> Look at somebody say, that's me, that's me, that's me. I love this. He says, so divorce yourself from distractions of this world. And, 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 and eventually I'm going to preach a message called Weapons of Mass Distractions. Because, you know, back, that's what 9-11, they, uh, uh, before 9-11, the Bush, he, they lied about weapons of mass destruction with, with Saddam Hussein. And they found out there was no weapons of mass destruction. But what they did as a government is they had a mass distraction. And it kind of like if you're not paying attention to right now. The, 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 the orange Asian orange that's in the office right now. I'm sorry, the, the sir that's in the office right now, get back on focus, trying to distract the people from where a focus should really be. But I'll preach that later. Look at somebody say, uh, divorce yourself from distractions. Amen, amen, amen. Divorce yourself from distractions. I like, whew, Shonda. I love this message Bible. He says, Proverbs 4 and 25. I'm only going to give you some Bible today. He says, keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. Wow. Keep vigilant and watch over your heart. Keep vigilant and watch over your heart. See, an affair hurts. But an affair really hurts when it gets in the heart. But if I let you in my mind long enough, eventually you'll get to my because the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, so God is like, keep watch over that heart. Because out of that heart is going to flow the issues of life. What, what's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. And if you, don't, if you don't exercise your heart in peacetime, when everything is good, when the, rubber met, when the rubber hits the road, we'll know what's in your heart because of what you did in private. I, can I teach it? Thank you so much. So God is like, he's like, look, keep vigilant over your heart. That's where life starts. I love this. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Preach, Jesus. Preacher, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Oh, my goodness. Ice Cube had a song back in the day, said, talking out the both sides of your neck. 
Come on, how many of you used to say that? Stop talking out the bo- You're talking out of both sides of your neck right now. You, which means you fake. Is you is? His baby. Keep on going. Can y'all hang with this word? All right, it says don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter. Just talking just to be talking. Shut up. And Jesus wept because the people kept talking out the side of their neck. No, I mean, I'm serious because there are people who just talk just for the sake of talking and not realizing you are snared by the very words that are coming out of your mouth. And what's coming out of your mouth is a reflection of what's in your heart. You know why? Because you didn't guard it. So when every time we see you, you're told, I'll never have no breaks. I'll never get nothing. I'll never have nothing. That's what's in your heart. And you're only just telling on yourself. Am I boring anybody? In the military, in the, in the gates, and y'all seen Buckley Air Force Base, right? But in the military and the infantry, we would have to we would have to post guard at the gate. And we would have to make sure that everybody, especially when 9-11 hit or when they hit the swing, those towers. And I was over in Germany at the time. And so they locked down the whole base. I mean, the whole base was just locked down. Everybody's tightened up. I mean, because we're getting ready to really go to war. So what they did is they locked down the base and they said to make sure everybody who comes to the base has an ID card. And if you don't have an ID card, you can't get in. Which ID card means the ID card gave you access to what was in the base. And if we let people in without an ID card, we was going to get in trouble, trouble, trouble. You know why? Because what, what we did is we jeopardized the content of the inside because we didn't want to check what was coming in. It's kind of like what we do in our thoughts. Kind of like what we do in our thoughts. I'm not born, y'all. Our mind, watch this, our mind is like the ground. It doesn't care what you put in it. It will only reproduce what you let in. Don't shout me down, I'll start preaching good. And many of us, watch this, we don't check the gate of our mind or the thoughts that come in. We don't ask them, do you got an ID card? Can you? If you don't, you can't get up in. Even if we get ghetto, you can't get, I, I don't care how nice you talk. Come on. I, was, I think I, I was a staff sergeant, and we had a guy who called himself a general. And he was coming through the gate, and he was, getting, he was giving one of my privates a hard time, a PFC. Because the private was instructed, you guard everything within the limits of your post. Am I boring, y'all? No, and you quit your post only when you're properly relieved. That's the general orders. You know that, right? So I, I, I said, look, since I'm the sergeant of the guard, if anybody comes through this gate and they don't have an ID card, they don't get in. That's right. And if they, if they want to get in, have them come see who? You. Right. Person of authority. Right. Yeah. So general came to the gate. I'm, I'm such and such. I'm such and such. I'm such and such. And you're going to let me in this bait. And the problem was like, oh, sir, with all due respect, you, if you're a general, you should have your. I mean, you are you a general and you don't have your ID card. So the authority that was given to watch this, the private superseded the authority of the general. So the general acted a fool. So I'm hearing all this work. And he, he says, sir, just wait a minute right there. Let me go get my sergeant. He came in. He said, Sergeant Mitchell. I got somebody at the gate, and they're claiming that they're general, humma, 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 and they want to get in. Now, watch this. Remember, time was tense. I came out. I said, okay, sir, uh, what's your name? I'm General. I can't say his name. General Orr, I'll say his name. He's gone. But General Orr, I said, well, you know, sir, um, with all due respect, and I knew who he was. I I recognized, because, you know, I'm I'm an SEO. I knew. 
And I said, I know who you are. I said, but sir, with all due respect, you already know as a general, the first general order. I will guard everything within the limits of my post and I will quit my post only when I'm properly. And then the third general order is I will report violations and anything that is not covered in my instructions, watch this, to the authority. So, sir, with all due respect, I know who you are, but you cannot get at this private for, watch this, obeying the instructions that he was given. Now, at least to say, I let him in after after I had him sign a book. And after I had him sign in to make sure that, hey, sir, with all due respect, you forgot your ID card. I was running late, sir. If that was my, if that was my private, you would want me to say that same thing to him? So make a long story short, we let him in after signing in. And you know that, 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 that general gave us such an accommodation. He says, you know what? That crew that was on the gate did not budge. They did not budge. I got an AM on my wall, Army Achievement Medal right on my wall. You know why? Not because we wanted to put the general down, but we use an authority. Am I born, y'all? Of the instructions. <sighs> Keep your eyes straight. Ignore sideshow distractions. Get this. So keep your eyes on Jesus who began and finished the race. He studied how we did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarated finish, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. Watch this. And now there he is at the place of honor alongside God. So when you and I find ourselves flagging in our faith, look at here. Go over that story over and over. And that story is going to, watch this, put some adrenaline in your soul. When you, basically, if you think about what Jesus went through and you put yourself in him or behind him, you can get through that too. I love this. The Lord says, I'm almost done. It says, the Lord gives light to the lamp. My God brightens my darkness. I love that. I love this scripture right here. I know I'm throwing them at you at a rapid pace, but I want to give you these nuggets. It says, God says in Psalms 32 and 8. Where does he say? Psalms where? Psalms where? Psalms where? God says, Psalms 32 and 8. He says, I will instruct you, saith the Lord, and guide you along the best pathway for somebody else's life. God said, I'm going to give you instructions, and I'm going to show you how to work your life. My life, my life, my life. All right. And I will advise you, and I love this, and watch your progress. I'm almost done, guys. So battle-focused faith requires five T's. How many many T's? Many of you might want to write this down. You may, not, you may not remember this. But the first T that battle-focused faith requires, watch this, is truth. We've got to have some truth. Truth is the doctrine for instruction. I always taught you, I always taught you in, 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 at Real Life Christian Center, there are two types of languages in the world, right? right. Now, we know that there's a Japanese language or Chinese language or Russian language, right? We know that there's a German language. Right. So you can tell a lie in English and you can tell a lie in what? Right. You can tell a lie in Spanish or you can tell a lie in or a truth in Spanish. Right. So the, the, the two main languages of the world are the truth and the lie. Well, it really is uh, Siri. <laughs> it really is Siri. Because if you're not serious, if you're not sure about that series, just look up a counterfeit dollar. It looks like the truth until you hold up to the light and find out it's a what? But many of us try to spin a lie for the truth. 
So Siri, hope you can look that up. <laughs> I ain't sure about that. But the reality is, this is what, that's what a lot of people say in the church. I don't know about that. Either you living your life based upon a lie. Thank you, Siri. I appreciate you. So what is there? Battle-focused faith requires doctrine for instruction. So what's doctrine for instruction? In the church, it's called truth. And I know a lot of people say, tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. And then when you tell them the truth, they don't want to hear the truth. Well, the truth is, the reason why your, your finances are busted up because you don't know how to work your money. You can't tell me. That's why you're always broke. The truth is, is your health is failing because you never, never want to eat right. I eat what I want to. You're right. You're right. You're right. I can't. The truth, is, the truth is your relationship is falling apart because you ain't prioritizing one another. Right. Oh, don't tell me that. Well, that's why she looking at somebody else. Right. Right. Did I just say that in church? I mean, that's how you fall in love. You just start prioritizing somebody. And that's how you fall out of love. Stop prioritizing them. Oh, come on now. That's how you fall in love with God. God, you are the priority of my life. That's how you fall out of love with God. This is my priority right here. Oh, my goodness. Are you, am I losing anybody? So you want me to tell the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, I knew that was coming. But Jesus said to his disciples, and it's Jew, he says, watch this. He says, to those who believe in him, if you are faithful to what I said or my book or my instructions, you are truly my disciples. If you're faithful. Because some of us just serve God when it's convenient. But that's okay. Serve him when it's convenient. But just know the battle is going to rage. And you're going to need, watch this, you're going to need some truth. And after a while, that counterfeit dollar ain't going to work. Now, it might work on some people who don't know. She said it'll work at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> because a lie always works on people who don't know the truth. This is why people in the church get deceived because they don't know the truth. And so therefore, people can easily deceive you when you don't know the truth. And they'll present this counterfeit, you know, this counterfeit dollar to you, you know, just roll in the flow and the Lord will do everything. No, don't just roll in the flow. After you get up off the flow, get the instructions. Oh, don't worry about it. God knows how you feel. He does know how you feel, but you can't live your life based upon that lie. Because your feelings will deceive you. He said, if you're faithful to what I said, you are truly my disciples. Am I born anybody? And watch this. You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. That word know is genensko. It means to be intimate with. You know, like Adam knew his wife. That, just mean, that didn't just mean he knew her phone number. Or her name. Y'all feel me? He knew his wife. He was intimate with his wife. She was intimate. She knew her husband. That ain't my husband. Watch this. And when you're intimate with the truth, it will set you free. I'm born anybody. I got 10 minutes to land this plane. So the first element is truth. I love David. He says, you desire truth on the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you make me to know wisdom. 
So God wants some truth. I love this. He says the entirety of your word is truth. That's why we can read We can read that scripture. And you've heard it say, let every man be, uh, 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 let God be true and every man be what? Because if a man ain't coming off the truth, he's a liar. If a man ain't coming off truth, he's a liar. I mean, if a man ain't coming with some truth, he's a liar. If a woman ain't coming with some truth, she's a liar. But if you don't know the truth, you'll believe the lie. So when them knucklehead brothers tell you sisters that you ain't never going to be nothing, you ain't never going to have nothing without me, you can say, no, that's a lie. And you can even put in there, the devil is a liar. Because a man of truth is going to speak the truth to what he knows is the truth. Oh, girl, you are the apple of my eye. According to Ecclesiastes 9 and 9, the Bible says you're the best gift for all my earthly toil. And watch this. That's the truth. That is the truth. So brothers, when them sisters try to tear you down. And try, come on now, we just can't just jump on the brothers and leave, leave the sisters out because sisters know how to tear some brothers down. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, a wise woman knows how to build her house, but a foolish woman will tear down with her mouth and her hands. How many of y'all know, you, you ladies, you can, you can build that man up to make him think he can carry the whole car in the house with the groceries. That's my man with all them groceries. Come. But let you talk about, ah, you ain't nothing. You sorry. You ain't going to never be nothing. You just like your daddy. You're just like your. Now, if, watch this. If we're not careful, that man will try to try to believe what has been spoken. Goodness. When, when baby doll talks about me and she said how she, she always says, I'm going to go get the big dog. She said, don't let me call the big dog. Come on, Smitty. It makes me. It, 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 yeah. Watch this. My head does puff up because I'm like, yeah. She, who you going to call? Papa Bear. Because, eight, eight minutes. But just, just, how, just, just, how she, just how she proclaims out of her mouth what I know in me to be true, or I want to be true, it causes that faith to rise up, that belief to rise up. She said, oh, honey, you can, you're not the best cook, but you're learning. You weren't, you look, you working that cabbage, you working that cereal, you pouring that milk all right. You ain't pouring too much. It make me want to pour more. She, girl, this, girl, this the best gourmet uh, peanut butter and jelly. Why, 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 why? Because she's taking, she's taking from the truth that God has given her about her man and she's proclaiming it. But many of us take, watch this, we take our cues from the lie of the world. We let our, our children, watch this, listen to the lies of the world. And our children run around thinking that they are not nothing. No, girl, you are the apple of God's eye. Look at somebody and say, I want the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. 
So Jesus was like, sanctify them by your word or sanctify them by your truth. Your word is true. So the second thing that battle focus, can you hang? Battle focus of faith requires, and I'll stop on this one because I've, I've gone too long. Battle focus faith requires, the second thing, is training. Amen. I'll stop on this. I'll get you out of here. Seven minutes. Seven minutes, Dougie Fresh, I'm on. Or six minutes. Okay. Everybody say training. training. Now, in the, in the infantry or in the army, it's necessary that we train our soldiers on how to use their weapon. All right? Because when they have an M16A2 rifle and they're in the heat of the battle, they need to know how to use their sword or their weapon. And when things, when things get heated, we teach them what is called sports. Slap, pull, observe, release, tap, squeeze. You remember that sports? Right? Slap, everybody say sports. So we teach them sports. They're called slap, pull, observe, release, tap, squeeze. And what we do is we teach them how to correct the malfunction when their weapon jams. Because in, in the heat of the battle, when the bullets are coming and you don't know how to unjam your weapon, you not only are jeopardizing yourself, but you're jeopardizing other people. Because if I don't train you right and things happen and life jams and you don't, how, you don't know how to slap, pull, pull them thoughts down, observe what's coming there. Tap on the word of God and then release will faith. Okay, slap. Everybody say slap. slap. Pull. Pull. Observe. Observe. Release. release. Tap. Tap. Squeeze. Squeeze. What does that spell? Sports. Sports. Slap. Pull. Observe. Release. Tap. Squeeze. You feeling me? Because why, watch this. And the reason the reason why we drain we drill that in them and they our NCOs drill it in us. It's because we didn't have, we didn't, they didn't want us just thinking about what to do when the bullets start flying. You know why? Because we didn't have time to do that. Some of y'all, some, some, there are going to be some situations in life where you're not going to have time to get to church or have time to get the physical Bible. You got to have that thing in you, truth on the inward part. God, I'm, my life is starting to jam up. Slap yourself. Pull those thoughts down. Observe what's coming in. Do you got an ID card? Everybody say slap. Pull. Observe. Release. Tap. Squeeze. Squeeze means hold on to the promise. Can I teach you something in the next four minutes? So we need training in the church. And that's what we're missing in the church. Because everybody got the pie in the sky philosophy, you know. I'm down here one day, and if I just line up everything, I'll be up here. When sometimes it didn't work like that. Sometimes you got to be trained on how to get your mind right. I got saved on Sunday. Why am I still beating on my wife on Monday? You know why? Because you ain't trained yet. I got saved on Sunday, and I'm still cussing people out all during the week. Why? Because you ain't got trained yet. And it don't take anything away from you being a soldier in God's army, but what you're doing because you lack the training is you're putting yourself in jeopardy and those who follow you. See, this is why the devil does not want people to come to a word ministry. You know why? A teaching He don't mind people going to an emotional ministry because you ain't, you ain't taught nothing. Now, I'm not, I'm not putting that down. But people, watch that. You leave emotionally charged, but then when the bullets start flying, you go, huh? Because after a while, hey, 
And ain't nothing wrong with you shouting. But when you stop shouting, do you know what to do? Look at somebody said, we need this training. And training, watch this, is, 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 is uh, disciplines instilled from the instructions. When I told that private, listen, I know you are a private E3 in the United States Army. I've only been in the Army one year. But when I give you the instructions to not let anybody in this gate who does not have the proper ID card, I don't care what they call themselves. The instructions I gave you supersedes anything. that. Now, I need you to be disciplined in that. See, many of us think we need to know the whole Bible. No. What the instruction, what have God told you about? Because I guarantee you God has spoken to every last one of us about something that we're dealing with right now. If I be country, I say right now. R-A-T, right now. But many of us are not disciplined in that instructions. Oh, come on now. Lord, give me a word. God said, I gave you a word. God, I want to go to another level. Not until you accomplish this one. God, I want a greater harvest. Not until you do what I told you to do. How many parents have been here? I'm almost done. How many parents up here? And your kid said, you know, I want that. I want this biker. I want this. And you already told him to do the dishes, right? I'll just use that as an example. Mama, I want this phone. I'll just use that. I want this iPhone 11. Your mama or your daddy is going to say, did you do them dishes? Because you ain't getting the iPhone 11 until you clean your room. Am I, I ain't going to take your phone away from you. I know you look at it. Boy, right? But when you do what, watch this. When you do the instructions that mom and dad gives you ahead of time, that make mom and dad want to bless you with more. Can I get, can the church say? Amen. But watch this. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, and I'm not using, my, but many of us become, we, we want God to just spoil us and give us everything without training. But how many know you can't just give the child everything without what? Training. You got to, can I use your phone real quick, sir? Thank you, sir. Let me see if I got something here. I thought I had some money in my pocket. That's yours. That's yours. I'm not going to buy your phone for $3, boy. <laughs> He's looking like, what this? What the, mm-hmm. That's value to me. So we're going to fight in church. You ain't going to just give me $3 and walk off on my iPhone. My mama taught me better than that. I'm just renting your phone for an example. Everybody say training, training. is necessary, necessary for the people of God. Amen. So you get truth, then you get trained in that truth. Just like you tell your kids, I'm going to give you this phone, but I'm, I'm only going to bless you with this phone because I sh- you've shown me that you can handle some other stuff. Right? You've shown me. And the reason I'm going to bless you with this phone, because watch this, in about two years, this phone is going to be what? Out of date. But if you take care of this, guess what mommy and daddy might bless you with later? Everybody say upgrade. You feeling me, son? Okay. Why? But watch this. Mom and dad has to train him. They have to instill a discipline in him. And the scripture says it doesn't feel good. All right. It doesn't feel good at the time. All right. But I like this scripture. It says the Lord is my protector. He deserves praise. 
The one who trains my hands for what? Battle and my fingers for war. I love this scripture. It says, blessed be the God who trains me to fight. Fair and well. I got to keep going. This is it good. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his what? Teacher. Am I boring, y'all? Everybody say training. Is necessary with the truth to remain battle focused. A couple more scriptures and I'm going to let you go. It says solid food is for the mature. Those whose perceptions or understanding in life have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil. This is why the devil wants to keep people immature in their faith. And God says, no. I don't want you to be immature because if you take care of the little things, then God will bless you. Right? And, and, and mom and dad don't want to spoil him by just giving him everything just because he demands it. They're, they recognize that that training is necessary because eventually he's getting out of your house. He said, hey, he said, hey, Eventually. That don't, mean you, that don't mean you get out and you stay out. Because you can come back every now and then. My kids is big. They come back every now and get some food. You know, get you some food. Get you some stuff. Stay for a little bit. They're the refrigerator. They get you gone. Get you a sandwich. But then, you know what? They're the dose, yes. They're the dose. But the reality is, we want him to be trained while he's young. We want him to be trained. This is why at the church, God wants us to be trained when we're in. When we get saved, get in a good Bible church. I sound like Joel Osteen. He'll take you places that you never even dreamed of. I got to close this. I got to close this. Let's go back to this. So y'all learned something today. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't finish this. So, you know, listen. God is our trainer. Yeah. He is our protector. Yeah. I'll give you the next three. We'll talk about those next week. Uh, if you were here last week, you already got them. But if you want to get those next three T's, come back. I'd love to see you. Hey, but remember, no matter what's going on in your life, you've got to keep your faith focused. Yeah. And by, just by you, reason of use, mm-hmm. of you using your faith, it's going to get out of focus time and time. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But when I train my soldiers... Uh, on, even on that Bradley fighting machine, and I train my soldiers on that, on that 55 or this 25-millimeter gun and on the tow system that comes out of there to shoot tanks and destroy stuff, just by reason of use, we have to always go back to the range and get that thing re-zeroed, yeah. refocused. Amen. Because we didn't want to just be in the battle shooting anywhere. Because when, when I got my soldiers in this tin can, so to speak, and this thing was bad, but when I got my soldiers in this tin can teaching them, I had to re- let them know if we don't take care of our weapons. Now, we got the shield of faith. We got all that, and that's cool. But you're still going to have to be able to use your weapon or the word, and you got to be able to use it effectively. So that's why you got to come to the range. I had to get that vehicle to the range. Thank you. Help me. I had to get that vehicle to the range. I had to get that vehicle to the range. 
I had to get to the church. I had to get to prayer. I had to read my Bible. I had to get fellowship with other people. Right? I didn't want my soldiers being around lazy soldiers. Because that will rub off on but when this, when this vehicle is pristine and it's right, and we got six to eight infantrymen in the back of here, and we roll up to the battle because they're in the back, and that ramp drops down, every soldier on the inside is prepared for war. I'll close on this. This is kind of symbolic of the church that I pastor. Because all of you are in the back. I can't speak for no other church. And don't get it twisted. I'm an NCO. I made my mistakes. I made my blunders. But I'm responsible for the contents of this. And all of y'all, but when this, when this ramp drops down, and y'all probably seen it in war movies, and, them infantry, and I, I tell them, and I'll give them a command, dismount left or dismount right, because I'm up here and I'm seeing where the enemy is. And I'm telling them when you, because they don't see it when they're sitting in the back. Ain't no windows in here. They got to trust the instructions that they're given. So when the ramp opens up and they leave the church, you got to be prepared for war. If you learn anything, give the Lord a hand praise. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's get up out of here. Look at somebody said, my faith and your faith must be battle focused. But tell them I'm thankful that I came to the range today. Give the Lord a hand praise if you learned something. We're going home. Remember, Wednesday nights, we have our Bible study uh, from 7 to 830. It's been really good. God has been teaching us some things. Uh, you know, again, if you really want to invite somebody to the church uh, and the place where you come to get your training, we do have the business cards. Put it in their hand. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to try to discourage them. You may be in the, in the line at the soup. At, not the soup. You might be at the supermarket or Costco's or wherever you may be. And you just, or you might be at the club. Come on now. You might be you might be at the club. And I'm gonna put this on notice. I don't care about you going to no club. Right. Right. I don't care about you going to no club. But you watch this. When you get to that club, you still gotta guard your mind. Right. Okay. I don't believe he said that. Because you're gonna do what you do anyway. But you might as well go into those arenas strapped and, and battle focused. No, I ain't giving you my number. I'm battle focused. Need a word. There you go. You need a word from the Lord, brother. And, and, and I got a black card. I got a black card for you. So there are plenty of cards back there. If you want a card or two, just take one. I appreciate y'all being here this morning. I appreciate you participating with the word of God. Just know that you are soldiers in God's army. Every last one of you, you're victorious in God's army. And that when, when the bully picks on you, just go to your dad. Talk to your father. Get some confidence. Get back in that fight, knowing that God is with you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you for the word. We honor you.
you, Lord God, as we have already expound, uh, uh, exhausted your word this morning. We thank you, God, for the hearer. We thank you, Lord God, for the doer. We thank you, Lord God, for what it is that you're doing in our life. And so we just honor you for your presence. May your word fall on good ground that it may produce what you have called it to do. And so, God, we just glorify you for that, and we just honor you in Jesus' name. Grab hands with somebody. Now I'm going to pray the benediction. Look at somebody as you grab their hand and tell them, I'm praying for you. And I'm glad you're praying for me. Say, please help me as I help you to be reminded that your faith must be battle-focused. Father, as we leave this place but never from your presence, take us to our destination safe. Bring us back at the appointed time on next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. And Father, as always, we do pray that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, that we're blessed going in and blessed coming out, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And because of this, God, you have called us to be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. And as a result, come on, champions. For that, God, we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Tell them, keep it focused. Kiki, can, can you put that uh, open doors in the F? Oh, oh, one more thing. I'm sorry, guys. Give me 10 seconds. Sister Nina, can you come up here? It's her birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. To you. Amen. Amen. Now you are dismissed. Dismount right. Dismount right.
she party on the weekend She be rolling through them streets Yeah, different ride for every season It ain't always been that way No, it ain't always been that season But they know how to make a way To get you through them situations Grace and faith. 